You're listening to SuperPod, Road to One Million, presented by SuperOps.ai, where we ask top MSP owners what it's like in the trenches and what does it take to build a million-dollar MSP. Hi, hello. Welcome, everyone, to SuperPod, Road to One Million. I'm Praveen Ramesh, your host for today's episode. And joining us today is Chris Knowles, president of Beyond Computer Solutions. Uh, Just to give some context, uh, Chris has been in the MSP space since 1997. To be very honest, it was a time when I was just six years old and some of the folks who are working with us, some of our interns weren't even born back in the time. So that's how long Chris has been in the MSP space. And, you know, he was at a, you know, at a time when a lot of people didn't know what MSP was or, or at a time when a lot of people weren't aware that they were in the tech slash MSP business. Chris has been doing this since eternity, probably 24, 25 years now. So, you know, he's joined us to talk about a very, uh, you know, a topic that's very dear to me and a topic that I'm personally excited about is building an MSP practice on cybersecurity or how do you hinge on cybersecurity to build a very thriving MSP business? So welcome to SuperPod, The Road to One Million, Chris. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for that introduction. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, uh, just for the benefit of our audience, right, so I want you to give a quick introduction about, you know, what does your, you know, uh, IT business do? What is it that, who do you serve? And, you know, kind of an overview of what you folks do. So it would be lovely to get started from there. All right. Great. So, yes, I actually started Beyond Computer Solutions back in the year 2000, but I've been in this space, in this industry, as you mentioned, you know, since the mid-90s. What I've seen has, has been a tremendous change since then. You know, we started out as a break-fix company, moved to managed services, got into cloud services, and now, of course, today, we still do all of that, and we wrap that around the cybersecurity that that is so popular right now and so needed. Um, So we started back then, and and our core focus at that time was to serve small businesses in Metro Atlanta, particularly real estate law firms. And that's really interesting. We never thought that that would be just a a niche that would continue to grow for 20 years, but uh, we're finding that they still need us today with a lot of other uh, protection like wiring fraud prevention and things like that. So that's been our core focus. We do work with other other niches, uh, including manufacturing and distribution Mm -hmm. and any other types of small business that need IT. Got it. I mean, awesome. So, you know, just because of the sheer longevity, I was intrigued as to, you know, what are the kind of changes you have seen? You know, uh, you told me that you started out in 20, uh, 2002, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, right around the year 2000. So you want yeah. me to talk about how things looked then and, and how they've changed? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe, yeah. see, for example, one thing that I remember back in the day when I started using computers was, you know, we had a lot of these movies and things that would come in floppy disks. And now I think we all carry our, uh, you know, movies in our phones, right? So similar right. to that, you know, from an MSP business context, what's that one change or one of the biggest changes that you have seen in the MSP world? I would say that there's just been a dramatic change in the number of times we have to go on site versus the number of times we can help someone remotely over the phone, right? Or through chat. So back in 2000, the company would buy a server and a bunch of desktops and we would have to go set them up. And then when anytime, anytime something went wrong, we had to drive out there because back then the internet speeds were slow. We didn't have, you know, easy ways to remote in without expensive software mm-hmm. to try to help that end user. So there was a lot of time spent on the road. 
And a lot of our money was made doing projects and selling hardware in those on-site services. And of course, that's all changed now. Got it. I think that's a brilliant insight because just as you were speaking, I was recalling days from my childhood where the internet connection was super slow and, you know, where we would wait for months or days together or probably a few hours to just download one song, right? So it's all mm -hmm. that Spotify now, but I would wait for like an overnight for an album to be downloaded. But that said, uh, you know, I want to shift my focus to cybersecurity, right? So as you said, it's the most attractive thing or one of the things in, uh, you know, the MSP world now. So just to kind of curious, how did you get into selling cybersecurity as a service or, you know, as an MSP? Because you did tell me that you started out as a break fix. So at what point did you uh, realize that, hey, you know what, this seems like a very lucrative opportunity or there is a business opportunity for me that I could latch on to. So what point did you realize that you could one sell cybersecurity? Yeah, that's a great question because it kind of happened by accident. We have always taken best practices, you know, like maintenance and antivirus backups very seriously, but we really didn't know much about cybersecurity until the year 2016, when we had a cybersecurity infosec company reach out to me and he basically said, we have a company under attack in Atlanta, Georgia, and we're looking for a managed services provider to help. And I said, well, you know, what do we need to do? You know, do we use our tools, your tools? Well, we found out that there was a whole world of, of, of extra tools, processes, people that take care of these things. And that's all they do. Mm -hmm. And so we got really good at cybersecurity because they trained us on how to use their tools, not only to stop that cyber attack, but to also start talking to our other client about how they need to, to go ahead and start paying extra for those tools to make sure that they're not the next victim. And so back then, I would say that most other managed service providers were not doing this. Mm -hmm. And we all thought that what we were doing with our usual, what we call our stack, right? The antivirus, the RMM, and the, the, the backups, the BDR, we thought that that was good enough. And quickly, we found out after that incident that this was a real problem that, that we all need to be involved in. Got it. So you got in there by accident, but uh, then how did you uh, try and convert that to a repeatable business? Because, you know, there was this one company that reached out to you saying, hey, we were under attack and, you know, you had to kind of sort that out. But to think that, hey, how do you kind of make that into a repeatable business or how did you kind of frame your offering or a solution to ensure that a lot more people started buying those cybersecurity, you know, solutions uh, from you? So what did you do for that? How did you package? Because why I ask this is, you know, there, there might be a lot of our listeners or MSPs who might be going through the same thing that you're going. So it would be great to kind of hear it from you. And how did you kind of convert that into a repeatable business? Well, we really had a choice at that time. We could either add on these services and sell that as a separate package, or we could decide that this is such a problem that needs to be addressed that we need to just make this part of our offering and raise our prices. And so we worked with this InfoSec partner and they were an excellent partner to help train us on, you know, rebranding uh, some of our marketing materials to include something called managed detection and response mm -hmm. to include the SIM and the SOC, we, you know, which is basically the people, the tools and, and the know-how on how to implement the tools. So we just went to the, to the existing clients that we had and said, look, there's this new problem out here. They're, the hackers are not hacking their way in. You're letting them in because of phishing emails and, and all these sorts of things. We need to, to harden your networks. And to do that, you're going to have to spend more money. But if you don't do it, you know, you risk losing your whole business or your reputation. 
And it took about a year, maybe even two years for some of our clients to really understand the importance of moving to that model. We, we kind of gave them an option for a little while to not pay for it. Mm-hmm. But as of about 2018, 2019, it was a requirement for any of our clients that, you know, deal with uh, money, deal with um, PHI, personal health care information. Mm-hmm. It became a, a, a standard that they had to follow. And thankfully, during that time, other MSPs began selling this. And so, um, you know, our clients knew that, that this was becoming a new standard. Got it. So if I'm getting it right, so you kind of uh, sold, hey, what's going to happen if you don't buy our cybersecurity solutions? You might have a breach, you might have some threat coming your way and things like that. So was it more like you centered all your marketing and things like that around it? Because, you know, let's say if I'm an MSP, right? So I come to you and say, hey, Chris, you know what? From today, I want to start selling uh, cybersecurity solutions or I want to hinge my MSP's growth on cybersecurity uh, security solutions. What are the two or three things that you would tell me? Hey, here's step one that you need to do. Here's step two, here's step three. So what, what would you tell me or how do you recommend I get started? I think the best way to get started is to assess where your clients currently are. Mm-hmm. So you go in there and you find out, you know, <coughs> excuse me, you find out if they actually have traditional signature-based antivirus, which they probably do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also go in and find out, do they have any sort of anti-phishing around the email? Has anybody ever clicked on a phishing email? Mm -hmm. Or perhaps you would do a campaign. Um, There are tools out there that will automatically try to phish your clients in a way that, you know, will let them know it's a test, right? It's a phishing simulation. So if somebody takes the bait, you can can start that conversation with those clients with the results that you find Mm -hmm. and say, look, you're not using, you know, next generation antivirus. Um, Maybe somebody named Susie, you know, clicked Mm -hmm. a link that shouldn't have. Let's mm-hmm. talk about how we can prevent those things. Wow. Um, I like to use visuals and real world scenarios because cybersecurity is a term that just gets thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you're an MSP that's just saying that you do cybersecurity, well, you've got probably 500 others competing against you telling your prospects and clients the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to get you know, deep with your clients and show them where they are at risk and how much money they stand to lose or how they could lose their reputation. Got it, got it. So if I'm getting it right, just, you know, uh, I encapsulated, right? So you you kind of demonstrate the value of having a good cybersecurity partner by Mm -hmm. talking about real life scenarios and real life examples. And hence you're just showing them the fear of what they stand to lose if they don't choose a good partner. Did I kind of encapsulate that right? You absolutely did. And we sometimes do webinars for our prospects Mm-hmm. where we actually show the simulation of a cyber attacker and how they get in and the victim and how they take the fishing bait, so to speak. Right. So you see both sides, the attacker and the victim. And mm-hmm. I think that's very powerful because yeah, yeah. a lot of this stuff is technical and, and our clients don't understand it, yeah, but yeah. if they can see it in action, it makes a yeah. difference. I think that's, that's a brilliant uh, strategy, uh, Chris, because what I was thinking is, Hey, I'm, I might not even know that I'm being fished or I'm being attacked, but you know, the moment I see, Hey, how the attacker is operating, how are things on the other side? I think that's going to give me a lot more awareness as to what to click on and what not to click. And if you are the one who's showing me that I'm automatically going to, you know, trust you with my systems and my, uh, you know, my technology to ensure that I'm not being fished or I'm not being attacked. So I think, you know, as a strategy, you know, you showing through a webinar about both sides of the story is quite brilliant. And as you said, I was thinking, okay, hey, what can I do for MSPs to ensure that I communicate the value of PSA and RMM software? So that's a marketing lesson straight out that I learned from you. 
So, oh, great, great. I think visuals are very powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. So one thing that I wanted to uh, kind of, again, highlight is, you know, cybersecurity, as you said, uh, is being spoken about a lot. There are a lot of varied opinions and things like that. One, how do you separate the signal from the noise, right? So, and how do you stay on top of trends, right? Because, you know, as we are tightening securities and measures to ensure that people aren't getting scammed or people aren't clicking on things that they shouldn't be, or as we're trying to make our systems more secure, you know, the uh, hackers or people uh, are also getting very creative with how they, uh, you know, do their phishing attacks and things like that, right? So how do you stay on top of trends uh, and how do you ensure that you separate the signal from the noise? You know, I really love this question because I think we overcomplicate this subject. We're always talking about the latest tools, the latest tactics. And, you know, we think that if we post something online about the latest threat that came out last week, that people are reading it. I really think it comes down to, to the basics in, in understanding human nature. You know, it's a, it's a combination of people, processes, and tools. So for the people, we need to make sure our people are trained. And that means regularly making sure that the, the clients that you support Mm -hmm. are taking these online training videos that many of our, our uh, channel partners sell, right? They sell these, these videos. You don't have to do all the training yourself. Mm -hmm. You can just make sure they watch these videos, take a quiz at the end to prove that they did. Mm -hmm. And then they're, they're like human firewalls, right? Mm -hmm. That's people, okay? And then you've got your processes, which is making sure that all of your clients have a good PS, that they're part of your PSA, that they're on a good RMM tool, Mm -hmm. Make sure that RMM tools get multi-factor authentication. There's just a lot of good things that we all know to do. We just need to make sure we do those things, make sure that everything's hardened within our MSP. Mm -hmm. And then that third part is just making sure that the right tools are, are in place. Well, if you select the right partner, mm -hmm. then they're going to be able to bring all those tools to the table. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't tell an MSP today to go out and hire their own security operations center uh, personnel and, and build a SOC. I wouldn't go out and tell them that they need to go out and buy five tools separately. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of great companies that, that you can partner with. And that's what we did that provide this whole team of, you know, 20 something engineers that you don't have to pay for. You just wow. basically pay as a service. Mm -hmm. You're not paying that staff to be on staff. So you got to be smart. You got to make sure you get the right partners and that they take care of that for you. You can focus on being an MSP and let your cyber partner focus on the security piece. God, I think that's a brilliant uh, kind of insight for me as well, because, you know, a lot of times uh, people or clients mistake that, hey, I buy the best tool, I buy the best cybersecurity tools out there, I'm going to be sorted from all cybersecurity attacks, but the people in process do play an equal, if not, you know, more uh, important part in ensuring that, you know, your environment, technology, and, you know, your people aren't affected, right? So, that's a crazy uh, insight. So I want to kind of uh, touch up on the partnership part uh, that you spoke about, right? So what mm -hmm. is, could you uh, just elaborate a bit on, uh, you know, if, if I'm an MSP, who are the kind of cybersecurity partners that I should be looking to partner with and things like that? Yeah, I think the most important thing when you're shopping for a partner who's going to do cybersecurity, make sure they're battle tested. Have they done in incident response engagements? You know, like our partner, obviously, that's how we started, right? We, they brought us in to do an incident response. So we knew that they knew what they were talking about. They had the right tools to not only stop an attack um, when it's happening, but to prevent it to begin with, with all the, the bundles and, and tools that they have. So you want to make sure that, and there's several great ones in the channel, um, many of them out there. But the, the strategy that we, we follow 
is it's called managed detection and response, also known as MDR. That gives you all the visibility from the network to the endpoint, even in the cloud. So you're logging everything and monitoring everything, but then you've also got machine learning, not signature-based antivirus, but tools that can detect bad behavior for which there's no signature. Mm -hmm. You've got to have that in your tool shed. Now, there's several of those out there now. There used to just be one or two. Um, and I'm not necessarily going to advocate one over the other because this stuff may change before the video is even out there. Just make sure you trust your partner and that they're battle tested. Yes, yes. So I think that's a good insight, right? So uh, rather than you giving out recommendations saying, hey, go with partner A or partner B, you rather say, mm -hmm. hey, you pick a partner that you trust because, you know, who I trust, you might not end up trusting or the other way around, right? So battle test them and ensure that, you know, they follow all the protocols to ensure that, you know, you pick the right kind of partner to secure yourself and your clients. Absolutely. And I think just some characteristics to look for. Again, make sure they're offering managed detection and response. Mm -hmm. see, see that they integrate well with your current platform. You know, if you have a great PSA or RMM tool that you want to use, mm -hmm. make sure that they can give you good alerting and reports and just make sure that they're there for you with your client and that they can have those tough conversations. Mm -hmm. Because as MSPs, I kind of see ourselves as mechanics. Mm -hmm. And we're being asked by our clients to go from being a mechanic to a security guard. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole different field. So make sure that whoever you're partnered with mm -hmm. has got someone who's going to hop on that call with you for quarterly uh, business reviews with your client and talk oh. about the security piece. You don't have to be the expert, but you can position yourself at a high level to make sure you understand the threat landscape. Got but it. you don't have to know everything about, say, Silence or Sentinel One, which, by the way, I do like those partners. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to be the experts to, to fine tune them. Let your security team handle that. Got it, got it. There is no oh. silver bullet. Awesome. So it's like more like I focus on what my core expertise is and mm -hmm. let other experts focus on what they are expert at and we all partner together to, you know, deliver a world-class service. That's correct. You know, as MSPs, we are trusted advisors. And I believe that it's, it's okay to let your clients know. I can't be good at all things at all times. But you've hired me to make sure that I bring all of those skills to the table. Got it. Uh, a good, another good example would be telecom. A lot of our clients ask us, you know, about uh, phone systems and even camera systems. Well, we don't do that in-house, mm -hmm. but they do look to us for that solution. So we bring in partners, just Got partner it. and network all you can. Got it. I think, you know, as we're speaking, one idea that popped, uh, popped in my head was, you know, you could position yourself as a managed service provider or MSP that has the best in class partners supporting you in every aspect of your business, be it telecom, cybersecurity, you know, extended L1 support and all those things. You have the best of partners that are supporting you in your business. So that's one, one USP that MSPs could tell their clients. Well, that's one thing that we're, we're doing, right? We're bringing in the, the skills from the outside. And, and, you know, during these times, it's really hard to, to find and retain good talent. Mm -hmm. So it's super important to make sure that you have the right uh, partners who are going to be there for you and represent your company, right? Yes, 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 absolutely. I, I, I just see your dog. I just wanted to wave a hi. So what's, what's, what's the name? <laughs> We're going to shout out to Jedi. That, that's my dog of 17 years. Um, so he's been with me almost as long as I've been in business. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So he, he's your, well, you know, well, a part owner of your business then. <laughs> He is. Yeah. He, he's given me a lot of inspiration and all the Star Wars fans out there know, you know, he's, he's definitely got a name for the industry, right? <laughs> awesome.
Awesome, 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 awesome. So, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of, uh, ha, you know, kind of exhausted asking all the questions that I had in mind. So now we are going to be moving to fun part, which is what I call the, you know, the rapid fire round. So, you know, I'm going to be asking you a set of questions where, you know, your answers need to be super quick and full of fire. So if you're ready, we could go in there. All right. I've only had one cup of coffee, but we're going to give it a shot. Yes. Let's, let's go ahead and do it. So as an MSP, when do you look at hiring your first technician, provided that you're a one-person shop? When do you hire the, your first technician? I think you should do that right away. Too many MSP owners try to do everything themselves from day one. Mm -hmm. So Okay. So what's your, been your biggest MSP challenge and how did you overcome it? I think the biggest challenge is getting clients to understand and trust mm -hmm. these different times that we've gone through, from break fix to managed services to cloud changing how they spend money. That's been a challenge. Okay. And how did you overcome that, uh, Chris? Uh, I would say that with break, fix, and managed services, we had to just show them that they were spending more money to be reactive than to be proactive. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, the industry just kind of changed that way anyways. They couldn't call anybody anymore just to be a break, fix. Got it. Got it. So uh, if I'm encapsulating it right, it, it's more mostly around education and educating, uh, you know, uh, under, making your clients understand the value of, you know, what you're selling rather than just trying to push things down their throat. Right. Because people used to just call AT when there's a problem. Mm -hmm. Now they're calling us for business strategy. So. Got it. So one, uh, one marketing channel that moved the growth needle for you. One marketing challenge that, could you repeat that for me? No, I was asking one growth channel or one marketing channel that moved the needle for you. I would say that just getting involved in cybersecurity incident response Mm -hmm. That was the biggest thing that we could have done to, to help grow our revenue, which has been huge. Awesome. If you had to start all over again, what's the one thing you would change in the way you grew your MSP? I wish I would have read a book called Pumpkin Planning the day I started my business. I, I tried to be, I tried to make every possible small business fit our mold. But what I realized is that there's only a few types of clients we should be going after mm -hmm. and just be niche focused. That's what I would say. Got it. And one, your one piece of advice to MSPs that are, are you know, uh, struggling or just starting out their journey to reach the 1 million target. Don't give up. You know, it was during the times that I went through the toughest times that made me stronger. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd say five, six years ago, we had some really tough times. Okay. And thankfully those times helped me grow and push through it. And, you know, it's amazing what your mind can do when you uh, when you believe that you've got to work even harder to maintain what you've got. And it's really helped. Awesome. Awesome. I think it's a great advice because showing up consistently, you know, brings a lot of results. Uh, I mean, brings in results that you wouldn't have imagined you would be getting. So it's a great right. advice, uh, Chris. Love it. So, thank you. Yeah. So as, as far, you know, I think we've kind of have exhausted all my uh, rapid fire questions as well. So as a parting advice, if you want to say something, you know, I'll, I'll give you an uninterrupted time. If you want to say something to MSP owners about growing their business or finding the niche or whatever. So the floor is all yours for the closing thoughts. Thank you so much. So here's some things that I've learned, just some wisdom that I've learned from other thought leaders within the industry and outside the industry. Revenue is important, but profitability is more important. The size of your team is not as important as how well you take care of your clients. And when you're looking to grow, adding staff may be important, but I think partnering with the right companies, like in information security companies, people who are really good at data cabling and, and running you know, wire, wired cameras, infrastructure, 
those people are going to help you and just partner with companies like that. Um, you don't have to have a really large staff to be a, a million dollar plus company. Yes, I think a great advice, Chris. I love, love, love hosting you because for me personally, I learned a marketing lesson and I love knowing all things about cybersecurity and how you grew your business. I'm, I'm sure our listeners and other MSPs are also going to find it super useful. So thank you for being part of SuperPod, The Road to One Million. I hope to again meet you in the next season of our podcast. Well, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much. And I hope somebody learned something from this.